Hey friends, I have one thing to ask of you before this podcast begins. My heart behind my podcast is for it to touch as many women as possible so that they can grow in their faith and know that they are not alone on their journey to heaven. I can't do this without your help. So I want to encourage you to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and share today's episode with just one friend who you think would grow by listening to today's conversation. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Hey there, I'm Whitney, your host of the Abundantly Yours podcast. I'm a wife, college student, and entrepreneur ready to strive for sainthood right alongside you. Jesus put this podcast on my heart as a way to serve you better, so I am so pumped that you are here. I'll be hanging with you every Monday and Thursday to chat all things discovering your purpose, cultivating a relationship with Jesus, and everything else in between. Are you ready to fully step into who God created you to be? Let's do this, girl. Hello, Olivia, and welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to have you here and to talk about why single women should know their fertility. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Whitney. I am thrilled to get the chance to talk about everything that I am passionate about. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to have you here. Um, And so before we dive in and get fired up about this topic, um, would you please introduce yourself? Yes. So uh, my name is Olivia Shingledecker. I'm a FEM certified educator. So FEM stands for Fertility Education and Medical Management. So I teach girls how to chart. When this podcast comes out, I will hopefully be graduated from Benedictine College in Kansas, where I spent the last four years studying philosophy and theology. Love those subjects. Um, And I am currently fundraising to be a focus missionary for the next two years. So that'll be quite an adventure. And uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, so, so cool. Um, Did you grow up in the Midwest? No, I didn't. I I grew up in the South. So I'm from the Carolinas. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Because I'm like, I'm from Nebraska. So I know like a lot of people from Nebraska will go to Benedictine because it's not that far away. I mean, it is. Yeah. I'm on the north side of Nebraska. Like, I'm pretty much in South Dakota, but not, not. I'm in Nebraska, but it's like, um, yeah, I didn't know. I was just curious. So good to know. Yeah, um, it's a whole new world out here, out here in the yeah, Midwest. <laughs> it is. I'm sure. I haven't, I haven't really explored outside of the Midwest. Like, the furthest I've been is like Colorado to like Indiana. Like, that's the, the farthest I've made it. So someday, hopefully, I'll get to explore more, but yes. that's so cool. Um, so yeah, we're talking about why the heck single women should know their fertility. <laughs> and sometimes, as we know, there can be a, a stereotype on, I only need to know this if I'm engaged or married, right? And it's like, mm, not really. <laughs> um, and so Olivia, why should we, why should we care as a single woman? Um, why, like, should you care? And I even have opinions of this when I was a single woman too, but why should we care about our fertility? Oh my goodness. I'm so glad you're asking this question because yeah, it's so important. I've actually, um, working with college students the last four years, it's been so difficult to get, um, any girls invested enough to take a class or learn to chart, even though everyone shows, Oh, that's interesting. That's cool. You know? Um, and it's always been the girls who are engaged who are the most, um, wanting to know about their fertility, about how to chart their cycles. Um, But I think there are so many reasons, but first, the first reason is really just to take a step back and see your cycle as just part of who you are as a woman. So 
as a fertility educator, we talk about the ovulation cycle instead of just your menstrual cycle. So ovulation is that central and most important event that we're looking for um, as you're charting. And this affects the overall health of the woman. So all women, regardless of age, whether they're married or not married, should care because ovulation affects the health of the entire body ovulation is controlled by hormones and those hormones affect the health of the entire body. So it's just realizing that this is actually a really important part of the big picture of women's health um, and my own health, even as a single girl. I have like four specific reasons I love to shoot at girls or why, but we can go into those. Yeah, go ahead and start. (laughs) Okay. So one, I love cycle charting as a single girl because it helps you to get an awareness of your own body. Mm. Um, This is something that uh, so many of us are like interested in nutrition or we're like wanting to know more about our body and how our mind, body, soul works together. And uh, charting your cycle is probably the number one best way to begin to get in touch and create that body awareness. Um, starting right now, starting today. Um, Secondly, it is so good for self-knowledge and self-awareness. This is probably my favorite one. Um, So since our reproductive health, our ovulatory health is controlled by hormones, these hormones affect everything, mood, um, digestion, like just everything in our bodies, right? And really understanding how you are during each time of your cycle, right? So most of us know like a few days before our period, we're kind of maybe a little crabby or I know I get very, very tired. And I just know to like plan ahead for self-care in that. Um, Around the time of ovulation, I'm just super attracted to guys. Um, This is just part of how our bodies are made as women. And it's so beautiful, especially as Catholic single women striving for chastity to like an emotional chastity to have this awareness. Okay. These days, this is just going to be a little bit more of a struggle for me and to plan and prepare for that. Um, and as you begin to chart your cycle more, you'll see patterns and you'll know how to plan or respond during different, um, times of your cycle and, um, physical and mental emotional health, but it's just, uh, learning to work with the natural rhythm of your own body as well, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then thirdly, um, it prepares you for your vocation. So I think there's this huge thing being single women and we're like, okay, like whenever my vocation happens or for me, I've pretty much rarely had the opportunity to date. So I could be stuck in, I never get asked on a date. I mean, vocation of marriage is so far off in the future, never going to happen, just this very negative attitude. But there are so many proactive steps we can be taking right now to be fighting for our vocations. Fighting for your vocation starts right now. And one of the most simple and best things you can do is actually just get to know your body, get to to know your body, learn how to chart. Um, And I think this is just so important because Even, um, this goes into my fourth point of really being able to identify any, um, hormonal imbalances Mm -hmm. is that a lot of, um, couples struggle with infertility and there's so much, um, so much of this you can actually identify by charting your cycle if you're fertile or not fertile, or if there's a ovulatory dysfunction. 
And so even for me in my own story, I'm learning to chart and I'm charting and I'm realizing, oh my goodness, there's something off here. Um, And that led me to go see a doctor. And then through that, I found out that I have um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And so realizing that, yeah, like I'm not sure if I'm ovulating and this is something that would cause infertility in marriage um, if my vocation is marriage. And so really having the time and the space to work on that now as a single girl and even um, if just even if uh, infertility is not the main concern, but you're just struggling with all sorts of health um, problems or hormonal imbalances, like right now, like the quality of your life can change by learning to chart your cycle and then going to a really good, um, well-trained doctor who can get to the root of those causes. So those are kind of my my four reasons I encourage single girls to learn to chart. I love them all so much and I relate to all of them like all of them like I remember I flash back to um so I think I started learning create and charting junior year in high school maybe something like that that's awesome because of my older sister (laughs) yeah so my older sister had been learning it just because of she had known that she was having issues with her cycle um and she didn't want to settle for um the birth control pill or these band-aids society gives us right and so she luckily found um pope paul the sixth institute in omaha um and was able to you know be connected through them and find napro healthcare and all those things so basically through her learning was the reason that i started learning she's like you're never too young to start learning she's like it just makes you become aware of what's happening within your body and you can detect so many things through your cycle like because our cycle is part of our whole woman body, right? The whole, the beauty of our body is, is including our, our cycle and our fertility. Um, and so, yeah, I started learning in high school. I do have to admit that I, <laughs> I took probably maybe a year off because I was playing sports. So um, I like just got super overwhelmed and I'm like, was just starting to like guess on my tracking because I would like forget to do it or I was at sports practice. And so giving myself a little grace. (laughs) Um, But after I graduated, I had met my now husband, but we started dating and I'm like, I know this is something that I want to bring into marriage. I had kind of talked to him about it while we were dating. I'm like, this is something that I want to learn and use within marriage. Like, um, you know, and kind of going into that, it's like when we as single women can learn our charting, um, whether we're dating too, but um, as a single woman too, when I first started, I'm like, I can better fully bring myself into marriage as a gift. If I can say like, today I am fertile, what choice are we making? Or, um, you know, my period is coming. I'm so sorry if I'm being very irritable and angry right now, you know, and you're able to work and communicate together. Um, and so it's like, as single women, just as you said, like, we get this opportunity to learn about the beauty of our body and our fertility. And then when our vocation comes and if that is marriage, like we can enter into marriage and give ourselves like completely and fully even more than if we didn't know our fertility, which it's crazy when the confidence you have as a couple, when you know what's happening within your body, (laughs) you know? That's incredible. That's so beautiful. And I love that you learned to chart when you were in high school. That's amazing. I think that's something that in talking to all my friends were like so busy in college and it's just such a hard time to learn. And 
And I think if we just start creating this body awareness as teens, when like these changes start happening, we're, yeah, like you said, we're more prepared for the future and for our future vocations, which is so beautiful. And we know what's happening within our body. I remember when I was first taking the intro classes to creating and learning about what's happening, I was like, wait, what's happening? Like, what can my body do? Like, this is insane. Like, I mean, I knew we got our period. I knew we could make babies, you know, like, but I was kind of innocent to everything. I was like, I had no idea that this whole world existed of, we can track our fertility off of our body's natural signs, right? <laughs> off of our cervical mucus. And some of the the methods also include, you know, taking your body temperature, but it's like, isn't it just insane? Like that we can, we know these things without having to do any sort of internal testing or anything. And that like, I was just so mind blown. I'm like, I'm this, I was probably, I don't know, 16 or 17 when I first, you know, kind of went to the intro sessions with my older sister. And it was just like, what? Like, I was just mind blown. And so like the whole body awareness thing, it's like, it's almost like this double take of like, wait, what? Like my body's so good. And it makes us appreciate who we are as a woman and really understanding our whole femininity too. It's like, I don't know. It just is mind blowing if you sit back and like really just like look at what we do is like what our bodies can do as women. I don't know. I'm fired up. (laughs) Yes. It's so, so beautiful. I also remember when I started taking the training to become a femme instructor, it was my first time ever learning any of this. And I was like, this is everything I've always wanted to know, but didn't like, didn't know or didn't know how to ask. Um, And it's incredible that we have now so much research that we can actually know when ovulation happens. Like you can know your fertile times. And this is crazy that we as modern Catholic women have this, um, this resource, right? Just insane. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely like, oh, so beautiful. Are you ready to share the truth of who God is? Well, friend, I've created the perfect way for you to do so. Our new t-shirts and crewnecks are the perfect way to share the truth of who God is while you are out and about doing your thing, shopping, in class, etc. Be sure to check them out at AbundantlyYours.org and use code PODCAST to save 10% off your purchase. So we just talked about why single women should like even care, right? So what form of cycle tracking do you recommend for single women? Totally. Yes. So I teach FEM, so FEM Fertility Education Medical Management. Um, FEM has an app and I think it's the only um, natural fertility awareness based method of charting friendly app. Um, So usually other people will also use it, Um, but it is a great uh, tool and great resource, which I love. makes it a lot easier to chart um, having it on your phone and on this beautiful app. But I would definitely recommend FEM I mean, I'm not, I'm a femme instructor. So I would, I would say for single women, especially because, um, in the teaching femme emphasizes, first of all, the health of the woman. Right. And so it's less of an emphasis on here's when you can get pregnant and not versus, okay, this is important for your overall health. And I think this really unites all women and is particularly helpful for single women, especially struggling with, acne, painful periods, all these common struggles, um, because it, it really like makes the ground level for, okay, I'm a teen learning to chart. I'm a young single woman with all these health problems or, or even not. And I'm a, um, you can also use them for family planning. And so it's just a very beautiful approach, um, 
to charting and it's also very simple so a lot of other methods I, I haven't actually taken a class with any of them but they're usually more nuanced and FEM keeps the mucus observations very simple um, and then you can track it very easily in the app and then there's also a resource to see FEM doctors so FEM doctors are trained medical providers who will take a basic hormonal profile and look at over a dozen hormones and they'll be able to get to the root cause of a hormonal imbalance. So it's not just treating um, a Band-Aid or or anything like that, but it's always getting to the root cause and being able to restore ovulation almost 100% of the time through hormonal therapy, which is incredible. So great resource as well in the doctor's. Yes, that's so cool. Um, yeah, I hadn't, I, Creighton was just what the closest instructor I had here. So that's what I learned. Um, but yeah, so cool um, that we do have many different options too. Um, but I love that you recommended Femme for um, single women, especially if you're wanting to learn. Um, and honestly, anyone, you can learn any type of, of tracking that you want. Um, so feel free to look into them. I do have some more episodes coming out about this topic. Um, actually I do believe there'll be one (laughs) ahead of this one, guys, I'm batch recording, you know, this, um, number 68 will be, um, the different types of charting. So feel free to go look into that. If you're interested in learning more about all the different types of charting. Um, but yeah, totally, totally love that. And so, um, I think along with learning charting becomes, we, we find these like obstacles and these excuses of, well, like, you know, I don't plan on being married. You know, we kind of talked about these excuses right at the beginning. And so what are the biggest obstacles? And maybe some, you can include some excuses in here that you find working with women, um, you know, that who, who want to chart, what obstacles are they experiencing? And if you want to throw in some excuses you hear too, feel free to share. Yeah, totally. I know it's always just been a little um, mystifying to me. Okay. Why is it so hard to get women to come to a class that I'm teaching or to learn to chart, right? These are not just offered everywhere. Um, and I really realized that, so I started asking, okay, why, why? Like um, getting getting more to the root of it. And I just realized that there's a lack of, of her own personal why, because most of the girls who were very interested and who are just eating up everything and asking all the questions were women who were planning on getting married, who are already engaged. Um, and they were very passionate about learning because they had a why, right? And so for us as single girls, it's like, okay, what is my why for learning to chart, right? Is it to get to the root of some of my health problems? Is it to raise an awareness of my own um, body? Is it to um, to be able to prepare for my future vocation um, or uh, any of the reasons I mentioned? Yes. So like really asking, what is my why? Um, and then... Also the habit. So this is um, another very difficult one. Habits are always so difficult to um, introduce. Uh, And this can be daunting for many women to start a new habit of charting. Um, But I like to say, okay, you are learning to develop a relationship with your cervical mucus. So just like any relationship, it takes time. It's going to take practice. It's going to be, be patient with yourself. Um, if you're overwhelmed by the thought of observing the right thing every day, just begin by starting to observe your body, just to start to get to know your body. 
Um, and then this is a great, uh, way to, okay. I suggest once a day at the end of the day to chart, but to, um, but to start observing every time you use the bathroom. So before or after urination, okay, just what am I observing? And this is, um, this is a way that, okay, you're already going to the bathroom, but this is a great, um, kind of just, okay, raising awareness. How am I, um, developing this new habit? Um, you'll get there. (laughs) You will get there. Um, and then thirdly, it's so, um, I've noticed, especially in women's health and wellness, which is, um, I love the cycle charting because it's this great introduction. It opens the door to us really looking at our own health and wellness, um, our journeys and our integration of mind, body, and soul. And one of the main reasons that I see so many women, um, not learning to chart or not paying for a class um, or taking a coaching call or going to counseling or investing in their nutrition is um, is just this belief that I'm not enough or I'm not worthy of that transformation that is possible. Um, why would I invest in something like this? Mm-hmm. And um, this is, yeah, an area of deep uh, perhaps a place of deep poverty and woundedness for us as women. And so really um, shifting the lens of actually I am worth this. I am worth um, like spending a little bit of time and money and resources to yeah. get to know my body in this way or in other ways as well. Um, but yeah, there's a lot more I could say about that. But <laughs> I love that. And I love how you mentioned the mind, body, soul thing, because it's so, so important. And society does not recognize or appreciate the unity of mind, body, and soul. And it's like, I think I have a whole episode up about about this already. I think it'll be up before this one about our mind, body, and soul and how they are all incorporated together and taking care of each one. But when we like, I guess just speaking from personal experience, and I know I mentioned this already, but like I said, when I was able to learn my cycle, I was able to know like why I was feeling the emotions I was feeling. I was able to be in tune with my body, in tune in my mind, in my body, with my soul, you know, create this unity between them all and not being like, why do I feel like absolute crap? Or your, you know, your friend or your, your sports coach, or your mom yells at you because you're being an absolute crab. It's like, you, you know, when we come to identify like, oh, my period's probably coming in a couple days, that's why. And if we can confidently even share that with people, like, hey, I apologize, like, you know, my period's starting soon. It's that, you know, getting close to that time of the month, this is why. And that's a that's a normal thing for our emotions to be that way at that time of the month, right? Totally, so totally. Coming into that whole unity of our mind with our mind, body, and soul, it's like, I don't know. It's beautiful when we experience that. Totally, for sure. And really normalizing that conversation too. I know um, all my roommates and I, since I've been so passionate about this wellness journey and charting your cycle, and we've all kind of become more aware of our own bodies. And so it's like, okay, um, are you ovulating right now? Or like, we just have these conversations um, or yes, um, someone will be having a rough day and it's just a little bit more than normal. And I'm like, are you going to start your period? They're like, yes. So it's just to, um, yeah, to really have this 
connection in your mind, body, and soul. And I think we as women are so, it's such a beautiful gift that we are so connected to our bodies, right? We like carry a baby within ourselves and men, like they don't have this experience. It's more outward, right? But we as women, we get to really experience it in a very deep way, which is beautiful. Absolutely. And being pregnant at the time of this recording, it's, it is insane. There's days where I wake up and I'm like, wait, there's a human inside of me. Like another person with a soul is within me. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> cause, and I can feel it move and, you know, do all the things he's actually moving right now. And so it's like, you know, it's just wild. And it's like, you know, this isn't just some little creature. Like this is a little baby human inside of me. And I'm so excited to meet this person um, and who they are. But I heard this quote once said by a friend and I'm probably going to butcher it, but um, it was something along the lines of like, women are the closest living beings on earth that are like God, because we have the opportunity to grow and sustain and bring life into the world that has a soul. No animal can bring another life into the world with a soul, right? Only women, obviously, along with our incredible husbands, co-create together. But as women, we get this opportunity to nurture and grow, which is what women are made to do, whether you're a mom now or you're living out your spiritual motherhood, as we're all called to as well. And so it's like, how incredible is that of um we get to take part in creating life with along with our husbands but really doing i mean the the really hard work of you know being pregnant which is it's beautiful and i know some people have really challenging pregnancies um but it is so worth it because it's what we were created to do and i have to remind myself that too when i'm approaching labor and delivery of like my body was made to do this like how cool <laughs> Yes, it's so beautiful. That's one of the most beautiful things. I've been able to witness several of my siblings' births and just seeing that experience of my mother growing a baby in her womb and then the birth of these babies is just incredible. And it's like that God, he directly touches our womb when he creates that new life, that soul. And it's just such a beautiful gift that we as women have that capacity, right? And when we're charting our cycles, we can see whoa, this is my body's capacity to bear life, right? And even as a single woman who's not called to motherhood at this moment in time, recognizing I still have this capacity to bear life. Um, And even during the times of the month when I'm feeling more, you know, just want to make some babies right now. (laughs) It's really an invitation to deeper prayer of, okay, Lord, like I'm going to invite you. I'm so open right now, but I'm going to invite you into this openness and let you create what you want with me and the women that I'm going to be mentoring. So I'm going to be a focused missionary. Um, It's coming fall in the middle of fundraising in the summer, but just, okay, like here, um, here's a place that I'm called to give life to these women. Um, And really uh, even through this, this journey of charting this physical journey of really taking that to a deeper level of spiritually inviting the Lord in to bear life with me. Yeah, absolutely. And our our spiritual motherhood is a huge aspect of our, our vocation as a woman. And it's something we're always called to do. I have an episode about spiritual, spiritual motherhood. I want to say it's in the twenties or thirties. If you go look, Um, but it's, 
it's so beautiful of how what our souls were created to do to to literally bear life <laughs> whether we're you know a physical mother or not you know what like you have your own ways right now that you get to be a spiritual mother to your roommates and the people who are in your life right and same for me like these people you know for me um like I babysit my nephew a couple days a week. And so we'll sing some praise and worship songs and talk about Jesus together. Um, and it's like, yeah, he's six months old, but I have this opportunity to care and nurture his soul, um, you know, for the eight hours that I'm in his house. It's like, that's that's what I should be doing. And so it's the people who God puts in our lives that we get to nurture and be a spiritual mother to, in, aside from physically bearing children. And I think sometimes women forget that, that we have a role outside of, you know, if you're called to motherhood, we have a role outside of that too, to be a spiritual mom and to nurture other people other than our own children, right? Totally, totally. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. This is such a fun conversation. Have you ever tried a quote unquote clean beauty product only for it to not actually work very well? Leaving you frustrated as you constantly have to reapply it because it melts off after two hours or it doesn't give you the coverage you want. I get it. I felt the same way. I've tried multiple clean products with very meh results. It's actually very common for beauty products with clean ingredients to not perform very well. And to be honest, I almost gave up on the whole clean beauty thing altogether because I just wanted my makeup to work and last, even though I knew the conventional products I was using weren't good for my health at all. But just as I almost gave up, I found it. I never thought I'd find a clean makeup line that I'd actually want to tell my friends about because I believe you shouldn't have to compromise beauty for health or health for beauty. You can shop all of these incredible clean beauty products that I just told you about via the link in the episode description. And the best part is you get $10 off your first purchase. I can't wait to see you there. So as we begin to wrap up, um, what is one piece of advice that you want every young Catholic woman to know? This can relate to our topic, or it can be anything the Lord has been teaching you, whatever you feel free to, or whatever you feel called to share, feel free to. Uh, wow, this is such a good question. Um, I would definitely say uh, that you are worth um, caring for yourself. Um, yeah. It is, yes, you have, I like I the way I would phrase it to a high school girl is, you are worth reaching out for help, right? You're worth asking for help. And for us, um, yes, to invest in your own well-being, supporting your own wellness in mind, body, and soul. Um, because as single women, I've been with so many women who are longing and desiring for their vocation. I know this has been a huge part of my story and the Lord is inviting me into a dating fast, inviting me to serve college women. But, um, we are preparing for our vocations right now. Um, and we're living the vocation that God has for us, that call to holiness right now. And so being able to um, know that we cannot give away what we don't have. And so if we are not filling ourselves up and supporting ourselves in mind, body, and soul, we are not going to be free to give to others. Um, I think the best example of this is a mother, um, the mother who is more whole, who is more emotionally stable, nutritionally, um, uh, just very uh, rich in nutrients for her babies, um, uh, who has this deep relationship with Christ. That's who she is. That's what she's going to pass on to her children. 
And so thinking about it that way, um, we can't give away what we don't have. And so the woman that I'm becoming is the woman that my future children are going to receive or the, the women I'm mentoring in my life right now or whoever you're serving. Um, and so really working on becoming that woman who God made you to be. And if that means you need to reach out for counseling, um, pay for coaching, um, something like that, like it is worth doing it for the people you are called to give yourself to. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. And even um, just speaking into that, even the Lord has been inviting me into rest. (laughs) If anyone knows um, my crazy entrepreneur mind or a lot of other women who have busy schedules and feel like we're going from thing to thing to thing and there's always something to do, even in this season of, I mean, luckily things are starting to slow down (laughs) and, you know, the to-do list is slowly getting shorter as my child is approaching um, his due date. But like the Lord is inviting me in like making my heart crave this rest in this quiet time. And I am a busy mind. I'm a busy body. But there's part of me that just like loves to just like sit down and like stare at the walls. Or if I'm making rosaries, I used to like feel like I had to have something on like a TV show or a podcast or music, but the Lord has really been just like calling me into this silence, which has been so weird. Um, but so beautiful because it's like, I need that rest. We need holy rest. Um, so we can then continue to pour into ourselves so we can then pour out to others. Right. Um, and self-care is not selfish. Taking care of yourself is a good and holy thing. Um, and I would like to say, I don't know if everyone will agree, but if we're not taking care of ourselves, I almost view that as a sin in a way of, um, you know, we, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, just as our mind, body, and soul all work together. And so if we're not taking care of this gift, the Lord has given us, like, I mean, that's like kind of a sin. I mean, not, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, God. yeah, I get that. I know it's, it's just realizing as, even as you're speaking and seeing how the Lord's inviting you more into rest, I'm like, ah. Oh, yes I'm so there like that's one of the most foundational things that we can do um for our own well-being is literally rest entering into the rest that God created us for on Sundays the Sabbath um and throughout the throughout the day morning time but yes I think really beginning to put it in perspective of I can't give away like you said it's self-care is not selfish I really cannot give myself fully unless I am full myself. Right. And so we don't want to give from an empty cup, but from this overflowing of rest and abundance and nourishment that the father is giving to us. (laughs) Yes. And there's even times when I notice that, you know, my prayer hasn't been, you know, I've been pushing it off because of the things on my to-do list and I just feel so depleted. Yeah. (laughs) Gross. And I'm like, who am I to even try to attempt to give myself to even just my husband? (laughs) You know, like, how am I supposed to do that if I just feel mentally drained and physically drained because I haven't either allowed myself to rest or be with the Lord. And so, um, yeah, take care of yourself, ladies. It is so important. The Lord calls us to do it. Um, It is not selfish. So, yes. Well, this is such a fun conversation. And so before we leave, um, where can people follow you? If you want to share any social media or websites that you have, feel free to do so. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram 
uh, two handles, Catholic Girl Talk, uh, just Catholic Girl Talk. That is where you'll find most of my personal kind of, I just, right now it's just me randomly talking about being a single girl, about life as a focus missionary, um, random stuff. But uh, it was started from my YouTube channel I had in high school called Catholic Girl Talk. So if you are in high school or know any high school girls in your life, send them that YouTube channel, Catholic Girl Talk. That could bless them, though I don't post there anymore. Yeah. Um, And then my other Instagram, which is all about health and wellness and um, integration and healing and mind, body, soul is a fertile garden. So a period, fertile, period, garden. Um, and that is kind of my fun, creative project. We will see where the Lord takes that. I do not know, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it and share what I love to share. Um, and then also don't forget, you can also check out the FEM website. So the FEM app, the FEM website. And if you are looking to see a FEM doctor, you can also see, find all of that on their website. So awesome. Yeah. Yay. I'll have her Instagram, both of them in the episode description. So Make sure you go follow along. If you have questions about this topic, go message her. Um, she'd love to hear from you and to chat, um, especially if you are a single lady and just need another single lady to talk to you about this. Yes. Yeah, is your girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me and for sharing um, your knowledge on this topic and your passion. It's been such a joy. Yes. Thank you so, so much for having me. Absolutely. Hey girl, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Abundantly Yours podcast. If this episode touched your heart in any way, I would be so thankful if you could head on over to subscribe and leave me a review. That way, you'll never miss another episode. Be sure to go follow me on Instagram at abundantly.yours for more. See you next time.